Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, you can. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Jam-packed we are. The entire assembled hashtag crew has assembled around us. Hembo is back from the wedding, although oh. I have terrible news about that for him a little bit later. We will get you a little World Series conversation today. I'm not sure if we'll make it to the NBA stuff today because there was just so much football yesterday. But th- there are a lot of interesting storylines uh, in the NBA, some of them good, some of them bad, some of them extremely ugly. It was, certainly, there'll be time over the course of the week to get to that. But the NFL is obviously where it starts. And I want to begin the hour with some unsolicited advice. This is a perfect opportunity for you to try some active listening. Unsolicited advice. So the general managers of National Football League teams don't need advice from me, but I'm going to give it to them anyway. Actually, I'm going to rephrase that. Most of the general managers in the National Football League do need advice from me. Well, there's one thing I've come to learn, and I'm now the host, privileged to be the host of ESPN's coverage of the National Football League draft, and I love it, and I love the draft. Every Jet fan loves the draft. Um, I I love the NFL draft just as much as you do, just as much as everybody does. But if there's one thing that I have been saying for a long time, Hembo, you've heard me say it, Bubba, you heard me saying it, going back to the old show. These GMs, they treat these picks like gold. The Cowboys just, what did they trade? Who traded for Robert Quinn? Why am I forgetting who just The Eagles did. The Eagles traded a fourth-round pick for a difference-making pass rusher to Chicago. Now, the Bears did that because they weren't going to keep him. That was a financially motivated move. But the idea people are like, oh, they gave up a lot. A lot. A fourth-round pick for a player you know is excellent? It's ridiculous. They treat these picks like gold. They overvalue picks so much. Now, one of the things that's happened in recent years is in a salary cap-driven league, the value of the picks has increased because it is comparatively cheap labor. I get that part. If you're going to have a bunch of big stars on your team that you're going to pay, you need to fill out your roster with a lot of good young players because they're inexpensive. Obviously, I understand that. But the larger point remains. I want to draw your attention to three particular situations. The Buffalo Bills are the best team in the AFC. They're probably the best team in the National Football League. Right now, they should be described as the team that traded for Stephon Diggs. I'm old enough to remember when people wondered, ooh, they gave up a second-round pick for Stephon Diggs. They may regret that. What are you, out of your mind? What percentage of second-round picks can play at all? How many second-round picks do we think get a second contract in the NFL? I should have actually done the research. Do we have any idea what percentage of second-round picks in the NFL even get a second contract? I don't have the answer to that right now. What I do know, because we do this research every year, is that somewhere between 40 and 45% of first-round picks wind up getting a second contract. So so less than half Mm -hmm. of first-round picks wind up being excellent players. But these general managers, these geniuses who run football programs, and I say that every bit as sarcastically as I hope it sounded— they always want to tell you, not me, our scouting, our, we're going to find the guys. No, 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 no. Stefan Diggs can play. And that jumps us to the second situation with his A.J. Brown in Philadelphia. You don't want to pay A.J. Brown in Tennessee. How's that feel? How's Philly doing right now? They traded a first-round pick for A.J. Brown. How's that looking? A.J. Brown right now is as important to his team as any player in the National Football League because he was the finishing touch in the same way that Stefan Diggs was on the development of Jalen Hurts. And so Jalen Hurts in three years has gone from a developmental project who, let's face it, 
Look yourself in the mirror and you know I'm telling you the truth. No one thought was going to be an NFL quarterback. I watched him play all through college, Alabama, Oklahoma. No one thought he was going to be an NFL quarterback. You couldn't believe it when the Eagles took him in the second round, and neither could I. And now, three years later, he might be the MVP of the league. He's right there for MVP of the league. And the Eagles have themselves an outstanding quarterback, and he's going to be that for a decade. And... One of the reasons for that is A.J. Brown. So consider that when you decide today or tomorrow, GMs, because the trade deadline is tomorrow afternoon, 4 o'clock Eastern. You know, I really can't part with that fifth-round pick. You never know this backup guard I'm going to take. We desperately need him next year more than we need help right now. I'm looking at you, Giants. I'm looking at you, Packers. I'm looking at these teams who so desperately need players who are close, who are there, who are knocking on the door. Are the Giants one receiver away from being a Super Bowl team? Probably not. But they're one one wide receiver away from being a hell of a lot better than they are right now. And who the heck knows? You're six and two. Make a move. Green Bay? Do you think you're hopelessly out of it? Aaron Rodgers is 38 and has a wandering eye. If not now, when? So this is the point. In the same way that the Lakers are holding on to these picks for the future, when LeBron James is you know out there owning an NBA team rather than playing for an NBA team, that first round, those unprotected picks in 27 and 29 are going to do you a whole lot of good. So make the move between now and tomorrow. Look what the 49ers just got in, in Christian McCaffrey. Did you watch him play yesterday? You think he was worth what they gave up for him? What was it, a two, a three, and a four they gave up for him? Those three guys combined, two of them will be out of the league in five years, and one of them will be okay. The players who were drafted with those picks in Carolina. And Christian McCaffrey, yesterday, caught a touchdown, threw a touchdown, and ran for a touchdown. That's more touchdowns than the second, third, and fourth round picks that they traded for him will score in their careers. That's the way this stuff works. So make the move. Don't show me how smart you are by drafting someone I've never heard of. Show me how smart you are by going out and acquiring someone who everyone knows can play and plug them into your system and try and win a championship. I told you I had three examples of that. The Bills are one. The Packers are two. You know who's three? The defending Super Bowl champions. Do the Rams win the championship last year if they don't aggressively go after Odell? Now, Odell didn't cost them any compensation because he got cut. But do they win the Super Bowl last year if they don't trade for Von Miller? So what is the value of one Super Bowl? The value is incalculable. And the lesson is simple. Between now and tomorrow, someone could win the Super Bowl. Make the move. Make the trade. The Eagles have done it. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys have done it. 49ers have done it. You want to have a chance against those teams, you got to do it too. You got a thought? I mean, draft picks are hypothetical. Football players are actual. I understand the allure of going all in for the cheap labor, but the downside is obviously the likelihood of a useless asset, as you have just described. The overwhelming chance is that that pick that you traded won't turn out into 
anything. You can't do it 10 times in a season, but you can definitely do it once, and the Rams last year are a perfect example of how a team yielded positive results. All right, so we'll see where that winds up going. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. Uh, We'll have time for your takes a little bit later. Meanwhile, I did my takes earlier today, my top five takes coming out of yesterday. My number five was about Zach Wilson, four, Justin Fields, three, the Packers need to trade for Devontae Adams, and I'm not kidding. Two was about Christian McCaffrey, and one was about Geno Smith. So I jotted down here a couple of takes I didn't get to. So I'll give you a couple of bonus takes. Ready? Here we go. What galls me most about the Jets' loss is that Belichick knew his team was outmanned, and he coached the whole game solely to allow the Jets to beat themselves, and they did. That's what galls me the most. And that's mostly about Zach Wilson. But it is also, look, I don't like what I'm hearing from the fans, and I don't love what I'm hearing from the inside. Now, I don't know how much of this is public and how much of it is private, but the Jets apparently were steaming about the, the, the call against uh, John Franklin Myers yesterday. And you know what? A, that's a call that gets made in every game. That happened in the Bears game yesterday. Dallas got a call like that. They call roughing the passer. So tell the freaking guy to stop hitting the quarterback then. This is a player who does that all the time. So I don't want to hear about what a bad call it was. And B, don't let that deflate you so much. It was a bad call. It changes the game around. Absolutely, that happens in NFL games. That's the adversity that you must overcome in order to win. And the Jets did not. From that moment forward, they got killed. They got blown out yesterday. It was like they let that play take all the air out of their balloon. And that's on them. That's not on the refs. That's not on anybody else. Don't let one terribly adverse moment in the second quarter mean you can't win. That was extremely frustrating. My next bonus take was the way Carolina lost yesterday. We're going to see a lot of bad losses in every sport. I don't know that any team will lose worse than Carolina did yesterday. DJ Moore catches the pass, takes the helmet off, which makes the extra point all of a sudden 50 yards. They miss that. Then in overtime, they get another chance. They give the kicker a chance to, be, to redeem himself, Eddie Pinheiro. He misses a chip shot field goal, and then Atlanta goes down the other way and wins the game. Carolina, who is tanking the season, has the game won twice and gives it away. That was just ridiculous. No team will lose a game worse than they lost that game yesterday. And then my third bonus take is this, and I can't explain it to you. I don't know why. I can't tell you how happy I am for Geno Smith. Like, I'm, I am disproportionately happy for Geno Smith. I've never, to be clear, I've never met Geno Smith. He was the quarterback of the Jets. I never met him when he was there. He went to the Giants. He was a journeyman. I can't explain it. There's something about the Geno Smith story that it just turns me on. I can't, I, I, I just feel so good for him. And, and to repeat, he's not a person I know. There are lots of players in the NFL that I've come to know over the years, and so it would make a lot of sense if he was one of those. But I just feel so good to see a guy that the world had forgotten about and given up on having this kind of success at this stage of his career. It's inspiring. So I feel really good for Geno Smith. Those are my takes. Do you think that what Geno Smith is doing is sustainable? He's only 32 years old. He's playing for, I think, what is proving to be a Hall of Fame coach. Are we sure that over the next two, three, four, five years, he's not going to be better than Russell Wilson? Here's what we're not. We're definitely not sure he's not going to be. Mm. Like we, I can't be sure he is going to be. It's only whatever they've played, seven or eight games. But I know for sure we, that we can't say he can't. As of this moment, there's every reason to think he probably can. 
So we'll find out as we continue. We'll have time for your calls. That's a little later in the hour. In the meantime, the definition of regret may soon be a picture of one NFL player. I'll tell you which one as we roll on. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio uh, on this very happy Halloween. Um, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. By the way, uh, if you are enjoying Halloween today, I would call your attention to my Instagram page right now. If you are on Instagram, I don't do this often, but I really strongly recommend you go to the top of my page, which is at ESPN Greeny. And you will find a video that I posted of our longtime makeup artist. Her name is Laura Valentine Sylvan. And Hembo, she's been with us since the day we launched mm-hmm. Get Up here in New York. And she came with us from Bristol. So, I mean, I've known Laura for, I don't know, 15 years. And she today dressed as me for Halloween. And if I must, she did it magnificently well. She had the hair, she had the beard, she had the jacket with the pocket square, she had she put on a pair of jet socks, which was a really nice touch. And uh, she got up and did a bunch of stuff on the set here, which we uh, which I posted uh, again on the Instagram. So it was very, very funny and very well done. Oh yeah, she did far more than just dress like you. I mean, she was you. She yeah. has your walk down. <laughs> I mean, have you ever been imitated like that? Uh, n- uh, not as well as that. No, that was brilliant. Yeah, she did a really good job. Uh, if, if you want to see it again, it's up on the on the Instagram at ESPN Greeny. If you are interested, um, <laughs> you can throw it up there. Okay, I said a moment ago. And I want to ask all of the members of the assembled hashtag crew this question of the day. 
You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. The the definition of regret was the tease that I gave may soon be a picture of one NFL player. And I'm starting to worry that that player is Justin Fields. Justin Fields in the last two games since the Bears had their mini buy, they played on a Thursday night and they were awful. They just got shellacked and they looked terrible. And and at that moment, Justin Fields looked like the Bears were destroying him. And at that moment, he was 55% completion. He was passing for under, under 145 yards a game, four touchdowns, five picks. He had run for one touchdown, and he just looked lost. Then they had a little mini-buy. They came back on a Monday night and played the, the Patriots, and then they played yesterday against Dallas. And they lost the second of those two games. But in those two games, in which they clearly have made more of a, a concerted effort and a commitment to letting him run with the football, he has been 68% completion. He's throwing 20% more, excuse me, 20 more yards per game. He has three touchdowns in one pick. By the way, he is rushing for 71 yards a game and has run for two touchdowns in those games. It is as though a light has gone on both for him and for the coaching staff. And I am wondering now, and this is what I meant by is the term regret. I'll start with you, Bubba. Of these three teams... How many of them are going to eventually regret not taking Justin Fields? The Jaguars, the Jets, and the 49ers. I will add to this the Patriots because there was all this speculation that Bill was going to trade up and grab one of the quarterbacks, and he didn't. He sat and let Mac Jones come to him. The Bears made the aggressive move up ahead of him and took Justin Fields. So for the purposes of the exercise, I will include them. How many of those four teams are going to regret not taking Justin Fields last year, Bubba? I would say the Jets. It's one. I would say the 49ers. It's two. And I think I'm going to have to say the Patriots at this point, too. So so you are another one on the Trevor Lawrence is still going to be better than him bandwagon. I think so. Or at the very least, they're not going to regret having Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so in the same way that you'd say... Cincinnati, if Justin Herbert winds up being slightly better than Joe Burrow, we can't say that the Bengals should regret taking Burrow. Exactly. Because he's yeah, obviously been like excellent. The, yeah, exactly. That, that, that I will buy. Um, and, and, you know, the example I've always given of that is Michael Jordan was the third pick in the draft. Portland took Sam Bowie second. That they regret. Houston took Hakeem Olajuwon number one. Now, he wasn't the greatest player that ever lived, but it's very hard to say the Rockets regret (laughs) (laughs) taking Hakeem Olajuwon. Now, I don't know that Trevor Lawrence is ever going to wind up being Hakeem Olajuwon, and I'm in no way saying Justin Fields is going to wind up being Michael Jordan. But for the purposes of the exercise, you're saying Fields is going to be better than Zach, he's going to be better than Lance, and he's going to be better than Mac Jones. How many of those do you agree with Nuno? I will say three. Um, I still give the 49ers incomplete. I'm starting to get worried about Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I just mm. there's a disconnect there. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's him. I don't. You know, everyone is. They went out and got Doug Peterson. They spent all this money on wide receivers and added weapons. And there's something off with him. That. That interception he threw towards the end of the first half yep. um, was one of the worst interceptions that I've seen someone throw. I I think he we're gonna reg- they're gonna regret taking him. I, I think that that a first of all you're right for anyone who didn't see it right down by the goal line when they had points. 
uh, in the bank and in a game that they wind up losing by that margin. So it, it looks that much worse. Um, the other thing I'll say is about Lawrence is sometimes you can be a little bit of a victim of the expectations, mm. which is to say Lawrence didn't just come in as the first pick in the draft. We've had lots of first picks in the draft, right? Lots of quarterbacks have been the first pick in the draft. He came in as the next one. He came in as Elway. He was supposed to be that level. So anything short of that, the, the, that has to come with a variety of, of, of an amount of pressure and all the rest of that. Rex said it. He would have been the first pick in the draft if he'd come out as a freshman. So that sort of factors into the evaluation as well. Not just that he hasn't been brilliant, but also, wait a minute, I thought he was supposed to be X and he is turning out to be why? What do you think of it, Hembo? So I'm not going to overreact to two good Justin Fields games, but here's what we do know. Justin Fields is legitimately a world-class athlete, and he's now being used as such in that offense very intelligently. They have the best run game in the NFL, at least excluding the Eagles. And secondly, just to throw Trey Lance out for a moment, just because obviously he's hurt, I think Justin Fields has the worst supporting cast amongst those four first-round quarterbacks from last year's class by a lot, and he's playing the best right now. So if that's not, I think, a, uh, a reflection of how much he's at least exceeding my expectations, I'm not sure what could be. All, uh, look, this class right now looks like it might stink on ice, but this very second, he's playing the best and has the worst group of players around him. Yeah, Jacksonville has lost one, two, three, four, five consecutive games. One of those was to the Broncos, who looked like the worst team in the league. Another one was to the Colts, who almost immediately benched their quarterback. Another one is to the Texans, Ugh. who probably are the worst team in the league. So, like, the, the they have some bad losses. Like those two wins they had early in the season, that feels like a really yeah. long time ago, right? I mean, just really bad. And Lawrence, let me just look up the numbers in case you want them. Lawrence is, for the season, f- almost 60%, just under 60% completion, three touchdowns, four picks. No, I'm sorry, that's home. I take it back. Sorry. Here are the stats for the season. 62% completion, 10 touchdowns, six picks. It's not great. It's not horrific, but it's not great. I mean, a lot of people think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be in the NFC Championship game because of their defense, right? Justin Fields played the best game that any quarterback has against the Dallas Cowboys this season, and they're figuring this thing out on the fly. I've been very encouraged by him over the last two weeks. All right, so those are some of the takes that we have for you this morning. Now it is time for you to tell us yours. It's a Monday tradition with us. The hot takes coming your way here at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Let's hear from you. Greeny, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. 
Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny with you here on this Halloween edition. Your calls, your hot takes are coming up in just a moment as we continue to work our way through. Uh, But we have the assembled members of the hashtag crew around us. Have not heard enough from Bubba today. Jerry Jones had some interesting thoughts on his running back situation after Tony Pollard was just, he's one of the best players in the league yesterday. But Jerry Jones wanted to make sure you did not forget Ezekiel Elliott. There's no argument. Uh, Zeke's ability to punish, Zeke's ability to deliver it, Zeke's ability to uh, what he does for us in pass protection, and frankly, Zeke's ability to make big plays uh, are there, and uh, uh, we're going to go as Zeke goes. I really mean he's that integral to our success this year. So that obviously just isn't true. I mean, <laughs> there's, no, there's no other way to say it. Uh, if you say Ezekiel Elliott is still an important member of our team, that would be true because the things he does are important. And he can still pick up. He's still good in short yardage. You wanted to have two running backs in this current day and age. You don't want to have just one. You don't want to wear a guy down as the season goes on, especially a guy who's built the way Pollard is. He is excellent. If there's one thing we have seen about Ezekiel Elliott, he is genuinely excellent at picking up the blitz. But but to say we're going to go as Zeke goes, that just quite obviously isn't true. Bubba, why is Jerry Jones saying that if it obviously isn't true? Well, I, I think he's just always had a infatuation with Zeke, and I think even in the cut there, I think the beginning half was true, like you're saying. Yeah, you know, he, punishing people with the run block, all that stuff is is true. And then, yeah, he took it too far. But I, I think it's fine. Obviously, having the two running backs, like you said, is fine. Going fifty fifty, but I think we want to start making it, you know, fifty one forty nine with the focus on power now. And I. As long as we're doing that and we're sharing is fine one minute, but we got to start sharing with Pollard being the primary back. Zeke is super important to the team, no doubt about it, but Pollard clearly needs to be more of the, more of the primary person going forward. Uh, Tony Pollard should lead the Cowboys in touches the rest of the season. Here are what the numbers say. So among all qualified running backs this season, Tony Pollard ranks first, first in yards per carry. Zeke Elliott ranks 32nd. Pollard owns an explosive run rate of 16%. Zeke's is 7%. I'm totally on board with Ezekiel Elliott pass protecting, but I'm also totally on board with Tony Pollard now having proven he is clearly the best option in that run game. And when they put those two tight ends on the field and they can run it down your throat, that gives the Cowboys the best chance to maximize their output this season. Yeah, and, and you know, in, in what Bubba said is also true. Jerry loves stars. Zeke is a star. Jerry likes that. He wants to make sure you don't forget him. We continue in 15 seconds. You know what's something that's kind of annoying? A greenie with you on ESPN Radio. We're going to get to your calls here in just a second. Hot takes. Um, and I, I don't know if this is something that everyone else finds. I'll spend some time on it tomorrow because Monday with the World Series tonight and all the football yesterday is not the time to get into this. But it, it just jumped into my head because I just received one of these emails. Is anyone else done 
with having to fill out a survey every time anyone does anything for me. Like any time, anything, anytime I have any interaction with any human being who does, performs any task, I immediately get an email asking me to fill out a survey of how that went like he's an Uber driver every single time that I wind up dealing with this. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have an opinion. Like, I, I, I don't have, we just, we talked on the phone for eight seconds. He figured something out for me. And then, and then I, I said, thank you. He said, thank you. And I hung up. Like, I can't fill out a 12-question survey about how that experience went for me. I can't be the only one, Nuno, I cannot be the only one who feels this way. Oh, I can't stand it. You uh, know the phenomenon I'm talking about. Yeah, Kimbo's looking at me like he's confused. I, I'm not going to. The worst one is when you do something online and they still send you a survey asking you how your converse, how the process went. And like, I didn't talk to anyone. So stop sending me this crap because I filled in the information and handled it myself. Like, I don't need to, you know, stop. Leave me alone and don't send me more than one. Because that's the worst when they keep sending you one. Right. If you don't fill it out, they 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 coming back and and like to make you feel guilty that you excuse me. I sent you an email asking for your opinion on this incredibly important information. How did you feel the experience was of buying your produce in our store? Yeah. And let's be honest. Has anything ever? actually improved as a result of a survey i don't think anyone's reading the survey i really don't i don't think anyone is accumulating the data paying any attention to it whatsoever i totally agree like how how was the experience of purchasing your produce in our store you made me you made me pay for it and bag it myself like i had to go over there i had to like figure out how like i gotta type in tomatoes or whatever (laughs) the hell it is because you know they don't have a little code on them so i gotta like type them in then i gotta fill out what kind of container they're in and i gotta pick from eight different ones that all look exactly the same then i gotta tell you how many bags i want then i'm taking them home i just paid for it myself why are you asking me how you did what the hell did you do are you still salty about your technological mishap over the weekend? well that was a whole other thing but that's what made me think of it because someone fixed my technological issue and now they will not stop sending me surveys asking me how they did you did fine let me go about my day so anyway i didn't mean to get sidetracked by that but it just it it rubs me the wrong way maybe you should just remember your password next time no 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 this one was not my fault oh i'm sure no you snide little son of a you know what (laughs) you are absolutely wrong this one was not on me tomorrow we'll talk about user error in the meantime Let's go to the phones here because we take all of our calls here at 888-SAY-ESPN. Monday's there for hot takes coming off an NFL weekend. It's your chance to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Bubba, who's first? We're starting with Bobby. All right, Bobby, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Bobby, hot take, go. How's it going, guys? Happy Halloween, Greeny. I got this sour taste in my mouth. Haven't had any warheads yet. I just want to talk about the Jets season, how how it has been a trick and not a treat. Uh, ever since Priest the Beast went down, it's starting to get ugly. No, I don't agree. Uh, I mean, thank you for the call, and I appreciate the take. Uh, the Jets, I don't agree with that. The Jets, the game yesterday can can be summed up in two words, and those words are Zach Wilson. The Jets are good. Look, they played yesterday without their wide receiver. They played without their running back. They played without their best offensive lineman. And for the first 29 minutes, they were kicking New England's behind up and down the field. They're a much better team. And they're going to continue to be. 
I have bought into the coach. I've bought into the coaches. I've, the talent is extraordinary. They just got to get the quarterback right. The quarterback gave the game away yesterday. He just handed it to them. He said, here, Bill, I don't want to win this game. You do it. It's reckless nonsense. I want to play the Orlovsky again because he's right. If I was in Zach Wilson's quarterback room right now, this is what I would say to him. It's time to grow the fudge up, dude. Amen. It's time to grow up, dude. You're not in the Mountain West anymore, champ. Yeah. Okay? The, I, Gary Kubiak called me over as a young quarterback one time and said, you got to understand, man, that when you have that ball in your mm. hands, you have everybody else's job in our building. Livelihoods. Yeah. It's not just yours. Yep. It's everybody. There's a difference between carelessness and... And aggression. There's a difference between confidence and ego. Right now, you play with such ego, such carelessness, such recklessness with the football. And there's moments in that game where you sit there and go, that's what it looks like. But these decisions are unbelievably reckless. You don't have to do this anymore, Zach. I got people who are not fans of the team texting me yesterday throughout the day, some of whom you would know because uh, there are other ESPN people, like, what the hell is he doing? What is your quarterback doing? What is wrong with him? That was an alarming day. So to the point of the hot take and the call, if you're alarmed today as a fan of the team, it's with the quarterback. It's not with anything else. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Brian. Brian, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Brian, give me a hot take. Hey, Greeny. Uh, I want to agree with you fully about uh, GM's uh, trading draft picks. Uh, your examples of Diggs and Brown, right on the money. Uh, I want to add Tyree Kill to that. I am so happy that our GM, Chris Greer, uh, traded the multiple draft picks for Tyree Kill. He's among the top receivers in the league. Uh, the Dolphins may or may not be a Super Bowl contender, but they are infinitely better and have a much better chance with Tyree Kill on the team. Look, why aren't they? I mean, I, I appreciate the call, and I'll go further. What, what about Miami isn't a Super Bowl contender? You went into this season with one big question. Can Tua do it? And the answer, I think, is overwhelmingly yes. The only question about Tua at this point is durability. And, and that has been, unfortunately with him, the question going back to his days in college. And, and the concussions that he suffered, that was just a, a hard. It was still by far the worst moment of this NFL season. But when Tua is healthy, he's excellent. I mean, I, there's no question about it. And yes, the aggressive move for Tyreek Hill is paying off in a huge way. And Hill and Waddle and Gasicki, who they rediscovered yesterday, it's like they forgot about him, uh, too, is excellent. So if you're saying who could you see making a deep run in the AFC playoffs this year, Buffalo is the team to beat. They're on their own level. Kansas City, I think, is next. Who else could you see giving either of those two teams a run? Why not Miami? Like, like Who else is it? Who else in the AFC? Cincinnati? Yeah, some other team in the north maybe? I mean, I think the only one is Cincinnati. Baltimore, Baltimore. I forgot Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Maybe those two. Like Tennessee? Those, yeah, ten, no. I don't buy Tennessee. There are too many failures. You're going to have to prove it to me. I'm from Missouri. Uh, not really, but I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 in that regard, I'm from Missouri. Give me another one, Bubba. Who's next? We got John. All right, John, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. John, go. Good morning, gentlemen. Hembo needs to watch the phone. The rest of the both stories on his phone and take care of Charlotte and the other one because when he did that Friday, they won. He sat on his couch Saturday, watched it on his 4K TV, and they lost. You know, that's actually an interesting point. You know, let's lose the music on this. Excellent calls, excellent takes. As always, they are much appreciated. Let me make sure that everyone understands what just happened here. Friday night, Game 1 World Series. Hembo was invited to a wedding. We mocked him mercilessly for attending said wedding because it was game one of his favorite team. I mean, Hembo loves all the Philadelphia teams, but he doesn't love anything like he loves the Phillies. 
You don't love anything in your life, whoever you are, like he loves the Phillies. Game one of the World Series is on a dance floor at a wedding watching a, a, a shaky stream of this game being streamed. And then later, when the home run is hit by Real Muto, to, to, to put the finishing touches on a 5 nothing comeback to a 6-5 miracle win against Verlander, he is feeding one of the babies, who was just described as Charlotte and the other one. They, they are obviously a Michelle and the other one, but that's the only thing that was incorrect about the statement. But it does present an interesting question. Nuno, is it now incumbent upon Hembo to not watch the rest of the series? Because when he watched Saturday night, they lost. So does obviously you can't go to a wedding every night because there has to be one. I mean, he can, he can find one. I am being told that you have a wedding next weekend. <laughs> yes, Philly fans, listen up. I have good news if you're a believer in, the, in this uh, piece of it. In consecutive weekends, my wife is in a wedding. No joke. And so next Friday... There's a rehearsal dinner, and next Saturday, which would be game six and game seven in Houston, my wife is in a wedding that weekend, and so I'm going to be away. Where's the wedding? Where is the wedding? The wedding? Like Allentown, PA. Like but this is the PA. problem you're missing, Hemo. Yeah. If you don't go back to watching the game on your phone, there's not going to be a game six and right. a game seven. Right. This will be over on Wednesday night. Tonight, you need to watch the game tonight on a shaky stream on your phone while dancing badly. Your <laughs> wife did, by the way, post a video of you. You are the worst dancer I've ever seen in my entire life. There's no worse dancer. You saw that? All of us are now worse at dancing for having watched this. <laughs> but that's, of course, neither here nor there. The point that I'm trying to make is yeah. I think... We're going to find out just how much you love this team. Because if you are not willing Ugh. to watch this game tonight on the shaky stream, then I, 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 I question whether you genuinely love the Phillies as much as you say you do. So I have tickets, two tickets to game five. Nuno, should I not, should I not attend? Yes. Like, yes, you should not. It's that big of, it's that big of a deal. Nuno? It's, it's that or, tied. Or you might have to sit in the bathroom watching the game <laughs> at, the state, at Citizens Park or whatever it's called, um, maybe on your phone. Well, like, here's what I'll say. I think tonight you have to watch on the phone. Uh If it doesn't work, then tomorrow you can go back to regular. Fair game. So I think tonight has to be watched on the phone while dancing. And you just have to stand in the room of your house and dance. Am I really that bad at dancing? No, you're incredibly bad at dancing, but that's neither here nor there. Let's put it this way. You being bad at dancing is the least surprising thing that has ever been reported on this show ever. Uh, And you, 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 you... Let's put it, if you had been a great dancer, uh-huh. that would have floored me. <laughs> All right, if I'd looked at this and said, is that Gene Kelly or Hembo, that would have been quite the surprise. Is that Michael Jackson doing the moonwalk or Hembo doing some ridiculous thing I've never seen anyone do? By the way, we have a few other things we have to get to here. First, let's do the KOD pick. Hashtag KOD. The Kiss of Death. A Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits, go to Progressive.com slash careers. Apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. We got Cleveland, Cincinnati tonight, Monday Night Football. Give me a number. The Bengals on the road without Jamar Chase. They're a three-point favorite still in Cleveland. Right now, the public is split on the game. Public is split. So I have to go against my gut, right? I have to do the opposite. If every instinct you have is wrong then the opposite would have to be right. I think my gut likes the Bengals. They're hot. They're playing a lot better. Jamar Chase is an unimaginably important part of their offense, but they have other good receivers. They have T. Higgins. They have Tyler Boyd. 
Um, they're just a better team, I think, in every way. And the Browns are they are going to trade Kareem Hunt, I think. This is a, a tough little moment in time for the Browns. So I think the Bengals win this game tonight big, which means that I have to pick against that. So my official pick is going to be Cleveland at home. What would you say, plus three? Plus three. All right, that's the official KOD pick. Speaking of which, by the way, how would I do Sunday on my, uh, on my three picks, Bubs? I believe you went one for two. Yes, you did. One and two. One and two. Yes. I didn't go one, one for three. Yeah, two. one for three uh, is the correct one. One for three, one and two. That's but, disappointing. Yeah, you know, you can't win them all, so it's, you know. Well, we'll see how I do tonight. It, but, was, it was a tough, uh, you know, like you, you said going in. There and the pick challenge. I hated my picks so you know, much this yeah. week. Hated them. But then finally, let's leave it with the most important thing. Bubba, are we billionaires? Well, no, not yet, but no one is yet because last time we had tickets for Saturday's Powerball drawing, and at that point I think it was $825 million. So you, me, Nuno put in $10 each, which got us 15 tickets, and I'm happy to report that we won $4. So we have $4 heading into tonight's drawing, so... The question is, first, are we running it back $10 each? And second, plus the $4, and second, is Hembo joining? Or is he going to pull some analytic nonsense saying there's no chance of us winning, it's a waste of time, all that? So are you in, Hembo? So just so you know, Mm -hmm. Hembo, whilst you were not here on Friday, Bubba suggested that we do the old thing we used to do on the old show, which is we all chipped in and and tried to win the Powerball together with great concern that if we did win, Bubba would just abscond with the winning ticket. Uh, I, then, I, the only one who asked aloud, do we need to get Hembo in this as well? And they were both, A, delighted to leave you to the side. I think nothing would give, particularly Nuno, more delight than for us to all win a billion dollars and you to miss out on it because you were at a wedding feeding Michelle and the other one instead of watching your team win the World Series and being here. I said, should we let him in? But they, they then made a pretty good argument which is Hembo is going to sit there with this analytics telling us how chances of winning are so slim that you're not throwing any money in. This is why people shake nerds. Which is why people shake nerds. So my question to you is, do you want in on the uh, Powerball with the other guys? No, I, I just don't like the probability. I don't so, like so the probability. I mean, I hope we win so bad Me right too. now. Do God, you know, if we win, Here's why so you have great. to, okay? The only time I ever bought a lottery ticket in my life I think I've told this story on the air before. My buddy Eduardo, he's married to Chris McKendry from TV, who everyone on, on, uh, who watches ESPN knows her. Our families are very close. And when our kids were little, we were all hanging out at, I think, at their house. And Eduardo, Big Eduardo, the dad and I, went out for uh, sandwiches. We were going to go pick up food for everybody. We went to a place to get food for everybody, and they sold lottery tickets. And he said, oh, the Powerball drawing is blah, 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 blah. I'm going to buy a couple of tickets. I thought to myself, if he wins a billion dollars... With these tickets, I will never forgive myself. So I said to him, can I go in on exactly. them? I just want half of what you've got. By the same logic, I understand our chances of winning are very slim. But, Hemba, will you be able to live with yourself if the three of us win a billion dollars? No, obviously not. But I don't have that FOMO. They do the lottery all the time. Like, I'm just running the numbers here, and I've concluded I don't want to waste But $10. we're not doing a group every single time. Yeah, this is the one time we might win. I'm going to pass. I don't like the odds. All right. Oh, <laughs> I want to do this so badly. I mean, you know what we'll do? If we, if we win all of this money, we will buy Hembo, like, something. Like, we'll buy him a little gift or something like that for Michelle. We'll just buy him, a, we'll just buy Michelle some clothing. Oh. 
if if one day the three of us aren't here, you'll know what happened. That's exactly right. If, if, like tomorrow, if tomorrow this program is just hashtag Hembo, <laughs> then we'll see you from our island. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.